Welcome to the Neil and Jordan podcast. Hope you're doing well. I forgot to mention this on the previous podcast. I have started a weekly comedy show in Sydney. So if you live there every Thursday, 7.30 at the Potts Point Hotel, it's only $20. So if you want a good night out on a Thursday, come out and see me. Uh, We have some of the best stand-up comedians in Sydney performing in the first half. Then some great improv. By yours truly and a good friend I actually went to high school with and used to do improv with him back then. And we've continued doing it and we're pretty damn good. So come and see us, neilandfriends.com if you want to get tickets. Jordan, how, how are you doing? I didn't know about that. Yeah, I'm one of the few comedians that's actually started up shows again. Yeah, You've st- you, I just saw you put one on sale, hey. Or am I? wasn't aware about that, so maybe. But then again, I don't really know what's going on in my life. I wish I could spruik myself. As you say, it's just a machine, right? It's just a... Never-ending. Damn. <sighs> I'm just the bow repairs face now. Your uh, acid trip didn't didn't <laughs> help. <laughs> it was temporary. It's worn off. You need to do another one. You need to take... Uh, what's the, the next step after acid? It's... um. What's the, uh, DMT? DMT, man. Or... Um, Ah, oh, there's one. Pay-a-a. It's like it's DNT. Payaya. <laughs> Sorry, peyote. DNT mixed with Changi or something like that. Changa or Changi. Changi's the airport in Singapore. Anyway, <laughs> I clearly don't know anything about drugs. Uh, but today we've got an exciting podcast because we're going to do the first listener suggested podcast. And I'm excited for it. And I've got to say, and I sincerely mean this, I know that I make fun of you as an audience a lot, but I am very appreciative that you are giving us money for this podcast because, frankly, it's kind of just therapy that you're paying for, and that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Thanks for being our therapist. And yeah. paying us. Wow. <laughs> just a couple it's a really people. profound concept, and uh, so I think the least that we can do is answer one of your questions occasionally. It's the future. It's the future of therapy. The, the therapist actually pays. Yeah. Um, okay, so this one comes from uh, Darren. He's from uh, Cannington in Western Australia. Um, oh, good on you. Yeah, and he... The real sunshine state. Hey, he, uh, he says, My podcast idea is on the concept of wisdom. What is wisdom and how do you get it? How is it different from intelligence? And does society still value wisdom from the past slash elderly? P.S. Jordan needs to take a break. I think that one came in before oh you God, took your trip. that's become a hashtag. <laughs> I people think still say that I came trip. back and I was the most relaxed I've ever been after that trip. And people were still just like, yeah, yeah go on another one. <laughs> so I do that's, appreciate that. If that's the most relaxed you've ever been, that is saying still something. <laughs> <laughs> My way, you need to... Well, look, I was a baby at one point. I was probably really relaxed then. <sighs> I don't know. I think you came out of the womb. Yeah, it was tightly family. wound. With <laughs> rocking back and Soviet forth. continents. <laughs> I like to thank you for that description as well. I'll be utilizing that a lot in my own personal life to, you know, one of those backhanded compliments that's more a compliment than backhanded. Well, you are. So, well, that's your heritage, isn't it? Slavic. Yeah, so that was a former USSR state. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Hard cunts. You really, they really are. are hard really cunts. are. Great boxers. Yeah. <laughs> From Rocky Five or whatever. Yeah. 
<laughs> Still, Eddie Murphy has it. Well, look, we'll get to the podcast, but Eddie Murphy has that great joke about um, Italian Americans who see Rocky. Like, it's so unrealistic. It's this like five foot eight Italian guy that beats up some of the biggest heavyweight boxers in the world. <laughs> it's just the most unrealistic shit ever. <laughs> like, he beats this like six foot four black dude and this giant Russian man. It just doesn't happen. Well, he doesn't win actually, but still. You can't go toe to toe with that. It's just it's such a fairy tale. He's got that joke where he's like, um, the Italian guy's waiting in line for uh, some sweets, and there's a black guy in front of him, and he cuts in front of him, and he's like, mm, okay, I'll get uh, two of these, two of these, two of these, and this nigga's gonna pay for it. And then, <laughs> and then, and he's like, the black guy's like, oh, you just seen Rocky, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> Yep, back when... Um, yeah, he had it. Back when comedy was common sense <laughs> and you could say the N-word. I'm quoting Eddie Murphy there. Um, we'll just change the lighting on this type thing with black. <laughs> but wisdom, this was something we wanted to talk about anyway. My first initial thoughts are that where does wisdom differentiate from intelligence? I think wisdom is a byproduct of experience and lessons that you learn from life experience. So it would make sense that generally the older you are, especially if you've had a variety of experiences and you've faced adversity and it's been meaningful adversity, hasn't just been, um, you know, pointless adversity, you will gain wisdom. So those are my initial thoughts when I hear something like that. What do you think about wisdom and how is it different from intelligence? Well, yeah, no, intelligence is raw capacity. You, you know what, in fact, exactly wisdom what you said. Wisdom is fulfilling that capacity, isn't it? Wisdom is fulfilling that capacity? Can You're be. right. It's an understanding, which, as you said, can come from experience, but it can also come from other people's experience. Yes, in fact, Tony Robbins has this great saying where he says that, like, you know, we we're drowning in a sea of information, but what we're craving is wisdom. Um, and that, uh, I think, really comes, it's probably the only adage from it, and again, I'm obviously just going to have to say that, you know, obviously, you're going to have to read self-help books because that is just wisdom compressed into a book. And it's the same with philosophy. You can gain that wisdom from other people's life experiences, and then you can cut 20 years mm. off of all the hard lessons that they had and they have it distilled and that's the wisdom, that distillation of here's what I learned. Mm. And then you're standing on giant shoulders. And look, the thing is that you also notice this when I think that this is happening now to me as well. Uh, I think that when I started out, my model was The Daily Show. Oh, and the Daily Show didn't now. exist before. Yeah, I know. It's fucked now. It's terrible now. But John Stewart yeah, was razor sharp. Love Ronnie, but the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's coming in next Thursday at your live show. But uh, he's like the, the show used to be phenomenal under John Stewart. He really cut to the bone of things, was just so good at pointing out hypocrisy, brilliant arguer. Um, and so as a result of that, that's what was my experience, right? Now, when I have employees that are younger than me, 
what are they gaining their experience off or their wisdom from? They're gaining it off the internet. So they are looking, I am stuck in the point of just being like, no, you make it like the daily show. But things have progressed since no. then, right? Yeah. I think and the so- talk show medium is 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 dead. Mm. I just think it, it just doesn't work anymore with the internet and it's so far removed. It's just this almost um, different world where there's this person who's interviewing these stars and celebrities. And I'm not just talking about the, the political talk shows here, but, you know, your late shows and Jimmy Kimmel and whatever. O'Brien, yeah. It just, that whole facade has been, has, has, has just been ripped off. And, and you see it with the COVID numbers. Isn't it sad yeah. looking at Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> videos that have like 3,000 views? So bad. Um, and you can see it in their eyes. Like, there's this one joke that, uh, what's his name? The the one with the glasses. Colbert. Stephen Colbert, yeah. He was doing a joke about uh, when Trump was talking about, I want a Joe Rogan to moderate a debate between myself and Joe Biden. And Stephen Colbert had this joke about... Uh, uh, Trump has tweeted that um, he wanted Joe Rogan to moderate a debate, and um, we can't have the former host of Fear Factor moderating a de- debate. What would that be like? All right, if you put your head into this uh, bowl of worms, and if you put your head into this bowl of slugs, what do you think about the economy? It was just the worst joke. I can't even remember if that was a joke, but I just remember he used it's the idea that he was former Fear Factor host, and it was... it. I had a lump in my stomach because it was so clear that Stephen Colbert is is jealous that now Joe is seen as a much more trusted and authoritative figure when it comes to even politics, which is not his area of expertise, but just because he's so authentic, people trust him more than someone like Stephen. And I have no doubt Stephen is an incredibly intelligent, talented man. But that whole talk show, the, 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 just the, the vibe of it, has it's deteriorated. It's not what it used to be. No. It's gone. You're right. It's a shadow of itself. But I can understand where you get... But at the time... back to wisdom. Yeah, that, that would have been what you were aiming for. Yes. Like at the time, it was subversive. Yeah. But with the advent of the internet, that has become dated and tame. And I'm not saying that I'm better than it. And I obviously wouldn't have like the same edginess I would have if I wasn't hanging around young people. And I would just become a victim of that and Mm. am definitely to my own detriment now. Um, But like, uh, you know, this idea that you are standing on giant shoulders, because let's not forget and this is something that I never really understood when people used to say Monty Python was groundbreaking. You have to show respect for that because every time I look at Monty Python, I say, the knights who say me, this sucks. This is so shit. But it's that thing of like for the day, it was groundbreaking. No one was doing that yeah. on television at the time. And so I think it's the same with like, you know, when I started that, what was really breaking boundaries was the daily show. So are you saying what you want to essentially do is is understand all that wisdom of the past, those generations of lessons, having learned from their experience, and add the lessons you've learned as well in almost this like ultimate compilation of wisdom? Yeah. You want to be doing that. It's that Isaac 
Newton quote. I'm standing on giant shoulders in the sense that he was saying that I might have discovered gravity, but mm. that was because all these other physicists before me Absolutely. came up with all of these things and I learned from them and then I was able to come up with that. Yeah. So I think that the way that you should be thinking about wisdom is that you are just adding your bit to mm. the to the greater heap. But you still have to know, you have to understand that heap first. You have to understand the heap first. You can't first. disregard and disrespect the heap. So yet in many ways, maybe we do not, maybe we don't have the same respect for our elders and the people who have come before us. Isn't this kind of similar to the things Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson got stuck on in their debate where Jordan has the conception of truth that it's this more in line with wisdom in that it's it's millennia of moral lessons that has accrued and, and, and is now illustrated through the teachings of the Bible, whereas Sam would say, no, there's just an objective truth and it can be based off uh, reason and, and science. Mm. So is there something to be said about even just religion or stories of the past where uh, we are being taught the wisdom of our ancestors but in this really digestible, um, informative and effective manner? Well, that's what good storytellers know, isn't it? Like good good fiction writers know that they are actually writing a moral lesson and using aesthetics to build up on it so enough people read it to be engaged and learn the lesson. But yeah. At the core of it, they're trying to get a message across. That's what all good art does. And that is the power of story um, at its core. It's always, if, if it's good, it's sending a message. So is there... But it's a tool. I think that's... You know yeah, what yeah, I think? Yeah, sure. I think that's what Sam Harrison... Uh, Jordan Peterson at their crux, they they must both just understand this and they're pretty much just arguing over how effective that tool is. That's really what they're saying. But that's one way of imparting wisdom. Yeah, but wisdom isn't always truth because truth there can be a scientific truth, there can be a personal truth, but wisdom is, well, it's, it's moral lessons that have accrued over a period of time. Mm. And that's not always, you could call it a moral truth. Or you could call it a behavioral truth. It's not even always moral truth. But I wouldn't say, I don't think wisdom is synonymous with truth. No, it's a perspective. You're right. It's definitely a, here's a way of looking at things. Here's yeah. the most effective thing that I know. It's a, so it's subjective, really. Whereas truth is something you want to get to the, the nitty gritty. You want to just define something truthfully. Well, although then you know it, what? Mm. I, I remember when I went through that massive phase of reading heaps of humor theory. All of these old books kept saying about comedy that it hits a truth. We were just talking about it in the previous podcast as well. Um, and I really wanted the fuck to know what they meant by truth. Yeah. Dude, I actually think the truth is a perspective. I think that, like, I think, I think facts are not a perspective. I think facts are, facts are this many people died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas... A truth, and this is why I'm always just like paying out the Oprah your truth thing, but also kind of agreeing with it, is somebody saying, uh, I don't know, like the, the, this many people died and it's a tragedy. 
Yes, that I, tragedy no, is the truth. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, not. That, that, that still it's is not a factual. That's a that's a subjective interpretation of the facts. Yeah, because somebody out there could say, "Oh, these people died. Great," <laughs> and it's the truth for them. Yeah, but you're right. Truth and fact aren't synonymous either. No, because a fact is just it's just like an arbitrary. Well, it's it, it's a fact. There's no other word to describe it, is there? No, fact is always stats it's a it's, recount it's numbers it's yeah it, yeah i am this uh, happened it's it's like devoid of any flowery language so a fact is i am wearing a hawaiian shirt which if you're listening to the audio i am and the truth is i am wearing a hawaiian shirt and i feel happy and wisdom is you should wear Hawaiian shirts as often as you can because, because you'll, you'll feel, feel happy. happy and that yeah. will compound on yeah. <laughs> That's the best way. So there you go. Podcast done. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I think wisdom is probably just a way of sharing truth. <laughs> wisdom is he who wears the Hawaiian shirt is a happy man. man. And do you know what? That is actually fucking wisdom. It's true. Yeah, I never see depressed people in a Hawaiian shirt. I'm pretty happy. Sometimes it's like a tab. <laughs> That's about it. We move back a little bit, getting nice and close to my cat. <laughs> what are you doing with your legs? There? There we go. All right. We we'll just did some um, podcast Tetris there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we do every but this, week. So then is there something to be said about religious truth that it's actually some form of ultimate wisdom? And I think Jordan, I can't, I have to read his other book, Maps of Meaning, but when he talks about archetypes that are common throughout stories across cultures, there is wisdom in those archetypes. So the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the um, masculine hero, uh, there's always similarities in the way that's depicted across culture. So there's some sort of wisdom in that character, that that character is so common and intrinsic to our nature that we always want to depict that as the standard to aim for. And so there's a truth and a wisdom to that, whereas there's no actual fact there. Mm. No, I'm just but saying. Wait, <laughs> but no, I'm not. I'm not asking you a question. I'm just sort of saying that's the. Yeah. That's that's look. That's obviously what religion was originally intending to do. It was it was it was a it was a moral judgment of the time. It was a snapshot of it, and it was a very effective way, obviously, because of how yeah. huge. Well, some of them were effective, at least, anyway. Um, it was an effective way of imparting those values mm, onto through a series of Shit, parables. Dude, now that I think about it, man, wisdom is that religion. No, you, but you're <laughs> but you are imparting values. Yeah, that's all wisdom is, really. Can you think of any wisdom that isn't imparting it? Um, trying. No, I, I, as far as I can understand wisdom it, it is there's always like at least an implied value to it yeah there's always a value judgment of behavior even if it's saying do this because mm. that's all the wisdom is really saying do at the end of the day do, do this. this yeah but if you do this but just by saying do this yeah, you are yeah. implying that it's good but what has also happened is because of our newfound understanding of science a lot of facts have either confirmed or disproven previously wise ideas so uh, wisdom is uh hey don't drink alcohol because 
it will well before we could measure the neurological effects of alcohol it will just uh inhibit your capacity to think as effectively as you can and you didn't need to do a study to see that the drunk in the town was clearly uh incapacitated to some degree whereas the fact now once you once we've done studies on the way alcohol affects the brain comes to the same conclusion as the wisdom so the wisdom was always this is this is the way we've uh, observed certain behaviors and through our uh, observation we think it is wise not to drink and then nowadays we study the effects of alcohol and it has been scientifically proven <laughs> that it is wise not to drink too much so is it where is that don't you well that's i just think that's interesting there's no question i want to ask there but no wisdom is a shortcut that's the whole thing. It's just like, look, science did all the hard yards to prove the wisdom correct. But those are just, you know, a lot of tales. Whereas wisdom just would have been some guy at a pub being sitting there and being like, wow, these guys are acting like asses. Don't drink. Yeah. That would be the wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These people seem to die early. We don't know why that is, but we could probably correlate that to the alcohol. Mm. Um, what about what about you? If, you, if we just take into account religious wisdom, so... Um, you know, marry young, don't have sex before marriage, or homosexuality is a sin. What about something like that? Because many people who are Christians would say that's wise, uh, but science may have actually disproven that, right? Because there's there's no real facts that say um, homosexuality is going to make you go to hell. That's not a fact. That's... Yeah, like it was just That's the like values of the of day. Wisdom. But see, this is the whole thing. There, There is wisdom to the idea. Because like, look, well, when you look at like Sodom or something like yeah, that, yeah. right? Homosexuality was just one of the depraved acts. But the whole thing in yeah, Sodom was everyone was just doing like really sexually lewd things all the time. Sure. So actually, really the, the lesson from Sodom was just like, don't be a hedonist. Well, then you that know? is but like they, wise, yeah. Yeah, and you can redefine that and say, like, maybe there's some grey areas. Like, maybe constant gay orgies is not a wise thing, but having, like, you know, one homosexual partner is fine, mm. you know? Like, it, it changes with society's values. And then that's the wisdom of um, monotheistic religions, but what was the wisdom? I, this is something you might know a little bit more about. What was the wisdom of... Uh, ancient Roman, ancient Greece—they were far more liberal in their uh, sexual deviance and hedon hedonism. So, was their wisdom based on some sort of reward from one of their many gods, or was it? Uh, well, what was it? I'm, I'm curious. Do you know much about? Yeah, it changed with the times. Yeah. Some emperors, for instance, really favoured philosophy, and then there was different branches of philosophy, like Greek philosophy or Stoicism, and yeah. and you know, Socratics and, and stuff like that. So it would depend on what the uh, emperor of the time wanted. Or, for instance, when Constantine decided that he was going to become Christian, and then the entire empire kind of that became the rage. Mm. Um, shit! Now that I'm thinking about it, wisdom's kind of a bit of a fashion. It's 
The idea, yeah, so of, dude, changing, the idea of wisdom is great, but it's just like when you actually start looking below the surface of it, a lot of wisdom is, um, yeah, it's fashion. It's fashionable cultural ethics. Fashionable cultural ethics. But then again, there is other types of wisdom where it's just like, you know, for instance, it is wise and you'll read books like Richest Man in Babylon or something like that that'll just be saying it's wise to put away 10% of your earnings. And put that into yeah, your compound yeah. saving so and stuff. Very, but then again, you could you could create a society where it may not be wise to put away ten percent of your earnings. That's still not a fact. No, not it's fact not a fact that it's, that it's always uh, advantageous to put away ten percent of your earnings. No, but what is the fact there? Well, there, you know, if you work, you make money, and even that might not be a fact. Money is certain units that we ascribe financial value to that is a fact or well, even that could be a truth what is a fact <laughs> i don't know what a fact is <laughs> um my name is neil that is a fact or is it a truth that we're all just accepting <laughs> there's no actual fact yeah dude that's that's actually where you, look now this is the, really... that point yeah, where yeah. i i actually really or it's it's supposed to only freak you out when you're 18, but it's been freaking me out 11 years after that. I am really scared by the concept of what is real. <laughs> and that's where you start getting into it. Yeah, I <laughs> don't want to go down that rabbit hole, hey? <laughs> <laughs> so then what... So... Oh. Wisdom, I guess, <laughs> is just a thing of like... Scary thought. So far, what we know, this gets this result. So, yeah, it's the way of putting it. It's people that are in. Okay, so raw intelligence is people just testing the parameters of the environment around them and then observing patterns that happen. So, wisdom is pretty much just someone reporting. Yeah. That yeah. When you do this, you get this result. Yeah. So, I'd, so that generally you'd think there would be a correlation there, but. Wisdom is the lessons learned from using your intelligence. Yeah. So it generally, if you if you had a greater capacity for intelligence, you would develop more wisdom from that. But it also depends where you're putting that intelligence, what use you're putting that intelligence to. And if you're just sitting there all day, and you get given food and you just eat the food, you know you could be the smartest person on the planet, but you're not gonna. You're not utilizing the wisdom. You're not gaining any wisdom there. You're maybe gaining some. Oh, this food is better than that food. But dude, you know what? Wisdom is also really important in ascribing what you're going to be doing with your life. Mm. Fuck, really? Wisdom's just kind of a map. Wisdom's just a map saying, "Damn, maps of meaning." Fuck, dude, Jordan Peterson really likes wisdom. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, it's not something to be taken lightly, you know? It's not I mean, just he's not wrong. fact. <laughs> it's yeah, not I know. just fact, Sam. And then Sam's always like, well, no, okay, well, <laughs> what if I put it to you this way? If I hold up this pencil and I say that this pencil if you don't worship this pencil five times a day, you will burn 
for some sort of eternity in hell. And thousands of people accept that premise. Would that be fact? <laughs> he always does that. He finds some like oh, some yeah, 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 like, yeah. simple analogy to religion. What, what and if then, I put it this way? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would be called, I mean, you, you, you know, I would just be called mad. <laughs> I'd be, so I'd be institutionalized. <laughs> I think that's also, there was this saying that, I can't remember who it was now, but there were, yeah, some chick from Charmed. <laughs> Going from Sam wisdom to, to wisdom. <laughs> sure, she's very wise. You know what, though, she was surprisingly wise because I think this is something that's Dude. very underestimated when it comes to actors. Enduring Hollywood would make you very, very wise, wise. If you, especially if you were a child star. You know what she was saying? She was saying that the reason that she was able to endure that is she grew up in a cult. Yeah. And this is actually a really good example of what wisdom is. You know what she said? It blew my mind. Everything's a cult. Well, it, yeah. Religion is just a very successful a, cult. A really successful cult. Like, really successful. <laughs> a relationship is a cult. Yeah. In many ways. Because it offers you a sense of emotional attachment and, and love, but then you have to give things in return. And in and many ways, it can rules. then become abusive. But because of the love, you know, people who are more, uh, who, who, who are lost and aren't, uh, are low in self-worth are much more likely to fall into a cult. In many ways, are much more likely to fall into a very intense relationship. Yeah. This is, this is just a stand-up joke I do. <laughs> That's my wisdom from from having learnt through my experiences. You know what though? Love it, is a cult. Yeah, but humor does that. What does what? Look, as the old saying goes, there's a in every joke is a kernel of truth. If you are expressing a truth, you are expressing some form of wisdom. Because all jokes are observations and they're not and they're always in that realm they're always truth it's never fact and yeah, that i think that's so, funny no <laughs> and i think in a way you're trying to help the audience understand the world around them that's yeah at the core of it that's what you're really doing and so really it's just a more light mirthful way of doing this is like what we said before i guess dumb philosophers that's really what comedians are stupid philosophers where uh don't you think where because i was philosophers should be extremely uh deep thinking austere not necessarily but you'd think so uh people who are telling people how to act, conduct themselves morally whereas comedians talk about where philosophers where philosophers or whether given philosophy of the day goes wrong and we attack that so we philosophies bring people philosophers bring people up and say hey this is how you should act uh, to be the most moral you possibly can be and comedians will say no nah, that's stupid and this is why yeah so we're, we're criticizing half the lesson we are we are just like helping them we are helping philosophers and and various uh, cultural gurus 
refine their message by picking apart where they've gone too far and where they seem stupid and cutting that down with jokes. So in the end, <coughs> for society, you end up... That's why society needs philosophers and comedians because the philosophers tell people how to act, but they can get way too high and mighty and and basically up themselves, and that's when comedians come in and say, no, nope, you went too far there, you're a cunt. And so then as a result, the net result for society is a pretty uh, level-headed, um, <laughs> pragmatic view of how to conduct themselves. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. You're kind of right. I now that you're mentioning that, I'm I'm changing it though. I think that we are dumb, accessible, critical theorists. That's what it is. It's like a very specific discipline in academia where they just sit there and be like, "Well, actually, this institution has significant problems." You know, that's all they do. They just outline problems. Yeah. Entire academia hates them. I think that's just us. Like it's just that's yeah, that's what just we're doing. Problems, yeah, though, just outline problems. There's very comedy is not this sort of uplifting <laughs> thing where you feel inspired. You feel, oh, yeah, that is stupid. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Whereas, no, philosophers should inspire you, or they should they should lay the framework for art for writers to then use that framework to inspire people. And comedians come yeah. in and say, nah, that bit that bit there's stupid. Damn. Don't do that. So, okay, so they're saying think in a different way, and we're just saying like I'm not telling so bad. I'm not telling you which way to think, but I'm just saying that way is stupid. Don't you think? Yeah. So a uh, Christian philosopher will say, "Hey, follow the Bible, and this is the way to conduct yourself morally." And then a comedian comes in and says, "Nah, that thing about no sex before marriage is a bit stupid." And so like the net result for society is a kind of middle ground where everyone is hopefully the happiest because <laughs> <laughs> com- comedians will like take down any any purists and so you get this really sort of pragmatic idea about how to behave and how to conduct yourself I was noticing that the other day. I think that when comedy is at its finest, that's really what it's doing. It's attacking ego. But now that I think about it, that's not really wisdom. Oh, no, I never done. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe the net, <laughs> result, the net result for society is, is, is wisdom. When, when the comedians are doing their jobs effectively and philosophers are doing their jobs or whoever is the, 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 uh, the moral authority, whoever they are, if they're doing their job effectively for society, if both those people are doing a good job, then maybe the, the end product is wisdom. And you could be right about that, and I think you are. So it's like the way to the, the the perfect standard to emulate is what the philosophers talk about. But hey, the reality is we're gonna be a bit hedonistic now and again, and it's only fair that people who develop an ego from how how well they can conduct themselves are brought down to a certain level. So comedians just are people with a bit of tall poppy syndrome across all cultures. <laughs> You put it that way. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it's a real. You're not so big. Yeah, you got to change. You got to face. Ah, the, sorry, face the camera. Keep turning around. I know I'm very. I know you want to face me. No, you know what I get distracted by as well. Just the map and going like, yeah, that is what Australia looks like. <laughs> uh, it's a good map. Yeah, it is a good map. It it comes off well. Uh, yeah, look, you look very worldly. Speaking about you too, actually, wisdom. it's really. Fun. 
behind a map. <laughs> now I've got to just Your say cruise ship cunt, shirt. cunt a few times so people don't think we're too up ourselves. <laughs> fuck, common sense, cunt, cunt, fuck, fuck. Yeah, beer. All right, sick. <laughs> yeah. Back with the everyman. How's it going? Did, would you say expected expected cultural behaviours are born out of wisdom? So when a culture says, hey, you should marry a girl off at 13, is there some form of wisdom or is it some, did that culture, was that culture just some reactionary response to another culture in the same way was was Christianity a response to the perceived excesses of hedonism from polytheistic religions and every other culture since since well, the beginning of humanity has always just been a reaction to the previous culture? Christianity, when it started, definitely was a revolution. I mean, look, in his day, Jesus was kind of just the Che Guevara of Israel. Mm-hmm. And also when Constantine is still... Of Israel. <laughs> <laughs> <Very specific. laughs> and his face is on T-shirts like Shays as well. Yeah. He's, it, it happens. Uh, he... Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, then when Constantine came in, that's definitely what he was doing. That was certainly one of his goals, was to unify the countries together and kind of, yeah, put them all under one symbol and emblem. And all those other branches of Christianity where they split off, I, mean, I don't know the specifics of them, but the Lutherans and this and that or whatever it is, are they not just... From my friend who's uh, heavily invested in the church, he says that it's basically just one little church that said, you're interpreting the Bible wrong. This is actually the way to interpret it. And they made their mm. own church. Mm. So they are a byproduct of the uh, in some level of uh, incorrect wisdom from where they came from. And yeah. So they're just, are we, are we moving through a process of a social Darwinism? Are we just continually moving towards some sort of ultimate truth? Or is it just this perpetual ebb and flow that uh, is constantly occurring throughout the history of humanity. It is definitely an evolution. Holy shit. Wisdom does act exactly the same way as evolution. In that, I can't remember what it is, but you know that there's this useless organ in the human body, just some tube that goes nowhere and does nothing? And Probably. It's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just there not because this idea that has kind of just been instilled into us from religion that human beings are perfect, but just they're good enough. They're good enough to survive. And so then the you know, the, the evolutionary thing just kicks out at that point and then it's just like, oh, okay, in this environment, I don't know, eighteen hundreds France, I've got to be really charming and witty. So then it just starts developing in that way and that is becomes the new arms race. That is really what is happening with wisdom. Wisdom kind of just gets you up to speed with all the lessons of the past and is kind of just like a, well, it is the original interpretation of what a meme is, right? It's memetics, hey. It's, it is a uh, meme. It's, uh, there's a natural selection of wisdom. And as, the, as society and technology and all these other external factors are continually changing, much like the climate 
and the the natural environment is always changing for wildlife, then certain mutations will adapt more effectively to the new environment. In a similar vein, as society and technology changes, certain uh, new mutations of wisdom will be more effective Mm. to meet the demands of the new environment we're living in. Mm. So that's really what you're looking for. And in fact, now that I think about it, that is what Tony Robbins is actually explaining when he's saying that you are in a sea of information, but what you are craving is wisdom. Mm. What you are looking for is a snapshot of where you are. And what the most effective behaviour will yeah. be. And there, there's always, there's, there are always certain behaviours that are common throughout time and across environments. In the same way, I, I, I can imagine various genetic physical adaptations will be so commonplace that they just become, um, they just, you know, every animal has them. Mm. I don't know, eyes. I know not every organism has eyes, but they just were so effective that uh, they continually... Uh, y- 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 the, the organisms that had eyes would reproduce more. Mm. So if there are certain damn aspects but dude, of wisdom, now that, that that actually like hits in because now that I'm just thinking about it, there's a certain species of tetrafish in Mexican caves that evolved not to have eyes, and instead what it evolved is it's so gross. It has taste buds on its head, but anyway, that's how it finds its food. So that became more effective than having eyes in that environment. Taste buds on its head. Mm, so there are that's what's happening with ex- wisdom. Exceptions to the rule. So, as you said before, it would be wise across ninety nine percent of environments to save ten percent of your money. But in just certain anomalies, it wouldn't be wise. Yeah, and see, this is the thing that, like, on my self help channel. People are always saying this to me. They're always saying that you're saying the opposite message than what you're saying in politics. And it's just like, because, dude, that's life, okay? That that really is something that needs to be said. Uh, wisdom, which I think is just another category. I, I really think that self-help is kind of just the distillation of wisdom. It's kind of just like a really pure vodka, even though it would constantly tell you not to drink, of all the wisdom that has been accumulated over the generations and just been put in a much more marketable way. Um, And you will see it all the time that it is constantly contradicting itself. And I'm constantly having this argument with my audience there where I'm just saying that, yeah, I will contradict myself a lot. Of course you will. But now that I think about it, that's a really good frame to put it in. It's just like in in a certain environment, this works. In another environment, this works. So, for instance, in self-help where it just says something along the lines of, like, you need to pump your state up if you are going to influence people. Okay, you can do that when you're going out on stage. But in your day-to-day life, you probably don't want to be pumping yourself up all the time. You want to be conserving energy, and so what do you want to be doing? You want to be following the more Eastern philosophical ideas of just being content with the moment. Mm. Would you say that because your political ethos is is about greater systems and and society at large whereas your self-help channel and the wisdom that you're outlaying to people takes into account that hey this is the world we live in this is the system we are currently in this 
is the most appropriate behavior within that system. But it's separate to talking about the whole um, encompassing all of politics yeah. and society. It's actually what you said once. If anything, it makes sense that because you're saying hey, we live in this corrupt political system and this is how we fight against that. Whereas on your second channel, you're saying, oh, I'm saying that the system is co- corrupt, but this is how you will effectively make your way through that. Yep. So it, it makes perfect sense then that you that you have those contradictory exactly. ideas. And you need to be able to marry technically contradictory ideas. But even then, I don't even think that is really contradictory. Just people say it is. But I think you summed it up best when you said... I think I was saying 51% of our generation will never own a house. And you were saying that's no excuse for you to not be in the 49% that will own a house. That is the difference between the two. It is statistically true that over half the population of our generation won't have a house. And that's, you know, comes with all sorts of, you know, terrible implications on this generation's welfare and well-being. But that doesn't mean that it's going to have terrible implications on your welfare and well-being. And even understanding that in itself is wisdom. Because, look, if I just accepted, if I just read politics and didn't read self-help, I would not have the channel that I have today where I am able to impart things where I'm like, you know, breaking governments. I am breaking governments now. You know, and that is because of self-help. That is not because I was reading about politics. If you just read about politics, you'd sit there and be like, mm, system's fucked. What are you going to do about it? You know? Yeah. That's the wisdom of it. The wisdom of it is that, like, I, I think one of the wisest things is just that that Bruce Lee method of, like, whatever works. That actually is the way to navigate through life on a personal level, on a societal level. Don't think about trying, and that's, now that I'm thinking about it, is something that really hits me and why I'm always constantly fighting against those isms and I'm always saying they don't fall into the left and right thing because what you're really doing there is you are subscribing to a cult. You are subscribing to a religion. You are saying that this is the orthodox way of looking at life. Mm. The reality of the situation is life is complicated. Life is changing, and as a result of that, you need to change with it. That's what that's what competent, wise people do. Your wisdom needs to continually adapt to an ever-changing societal landscape. Yeah. You have to do that as a person. Otherwise, you start becoming one of those grouches that we were talking about in the previous podcast. Yeah. You and start atrophying. So many um, uh, modern self-help gurus talk about various behaviors that wouldn't have been effective in well let alone 18th century england but hell even the 1960s because there's the internet and there's so many fundamental changes that have occurred in the space of 50 years the wisdom has to change Mm. so even if you look at maybe you take take certain culture certain uh if you listen to the the lessons taught from generation to generation in a stereotypically working class household of like, you know, always work hard, be tough, get a job at the site, 
<laughs> I'm probably like offending a lot of people here, but that wouldn't be wise in an economy that's moving more and more and more towards service-based jobs and less about physical labor. Mm. So eventually that wisdom is going to become outdated. And is. Let's be honest. Oh, well, yeah, but it basically is, yeah. Uh, no, the real wisdom is. It, and I, <laughs> learn to code, right? That's the learn wisdom. Learn to code. Let's become a YouTuber. Learn to code. Become an influencer. <laughs> and just learn, pick up artistry. That's the wisdom for men, at least. Yeah, I know. So the other part of his uh, question was, if I remember correctly, uh, does society still value wisdom from the past slash elderly? Well, if you look at the last, especially from the 60s, um, society and culture has changed so dramatically. I mean, was there a time in history over a 50-year period that one given civilization's ethics and culture changed that dramatically? I don't think so. I'm sure that there was moments of extreme upturn. So, you know, massive revolutions where an entire system was overthrown, maybe like the Russian Revolution or something like that. Maybe. But the wisdom... But in terms of just technological growth, I saw a graph the other day that scared me and it was just talking pretty much about how futurism... If you just looked at what futurists were saying in the 60s and 50s, and you followed exactly what they were saying in terms of trajectory, you would be an extremely wealthy man today. Futurists, good futurists in that discipline, were bang on. Mm. But those same good futurists that were making those same predictions then or their predecessors or whatever, they are now saying that they used to be able to look ahead maybe 20 or 30 years. Then they started only realizing that they could only look 10 years ahead. Now they're saying that they're only looking about a year ahead and they think that within a couple of years, they'll only be able to look a couple of months into the future. And the reason for that is that they showed a graph and it just showed yeah. all the inventions that human beings have made and it just you know started the wheel or something like that. And it's just like this, 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 this. And then it hits about the 70s and it goes... And then it just keeps going <laughs> like that in like the 2000s. In the 2000s, it just explodes. And then they're going to start inventing... They'll, they'll have a mind of their own. Well, they won't have a mind of their own, but they'll, in the same way, phones can do their own software updates. Yeah. Invent, you know, the computers will just invent things for us. Yeah. Oh, like, or like, without we us. Know that, uh, we don't know. That's I the think, whole AI thing. We well, should the do a podcast AI, on that one day. should do the podcast on it, but just as a quick summary, I think that Noam Chomsky's right about it in that he was saying that artificial intelligence as it's sold to you has always just been five years around the corner. It's, it hasn't happened. It's not even close. They can't even get a fly to replicate like you know it, the way that a fly thinks, let alone the way that a human being thinks. They're not even at that level. Not even close. Well, they are really close to what, what is happening is automization, which is a completely different thing, but is not that far off from Terminator anyway. Yeah. It could just happen in itself. If That's you just get like a program and it's just say, run this and it's just like, okay. And it just goes to the logical end of it. That's really what they're talking about in Terminators. They're not actually Terminator. They're not really talking about artificial intelligence, but. Well, that's why we should all be influencers. Yeah. Our job's not going to be automated for a long time. But it will happen. It will. Yeah. They definitely will come up with it. And the thing that scared the shit out of me once is that I just saw that a robot 
yeah. was making these classical music compositions and you were thinking, is this Mozart? Is this Beethoven? No, but, it's but, a program. But don't you think the the really ingenious artists are always creating something new in the same way, coming back to Newton, standing on the giant's shoulders? AI isn't going to be standing on the giant's shoulders. They would be the pinnacle of the shoulders because they can only... AI would only be able to look at what has been done previously and emulate the best product from that. Whereas the true genius can look at what has been done previously and then add an extra step. No, but that's what AI will do. It'll just be able really? to accumulate wisdom so quickly, just way, like way, way faster than human beings. I can't even imagine, like, you know, a million times faster, let's say, but then it'll figure out and just be like, oh, actually I can emulate what they're doing a billion times faster. Oh, I can emulate what they're doing a trillion times faster. Like yeah, it'll just yeah, keep yeah, improving okay. on itself much, much faster because really that is why you're looking at wisdom. You are looking at wisdom for the concept of Kaizen, right? Like constant and never ending improvement. And wisdom just gives you a map of like, look, these are all the lessons that we learned so far. Here's where you're going to start. Right, but that's what yeah. AI, you know, theoretically will be doing. I don't think it's actually going to happen, though. I think that automation will. That's my theory, anyway. Um, yeah. In regards to okay, definitely a podcast there. Yeah. Uh, in in regards to uh, what's what's going to happen in terms of how society's changing now. You are kind of right in that wisdom is becoming more and more outdated much, much faster. And an example of that would just be even even in our scape of... The Daily Show. The, the Daily Show. Yeah, do the talk show. And then you started on YouTube. like, And then and the, the fact that, like, you know, there was just... As we're always saying, there was people that just a couple of years older than us missed out on that, still stuck in that mind frame of, I could get a job on the comedy channel, you know, mm. like there's that. Their then then I'm updated. too fucking old to make the jump to TikTok like you have. Like it, it's happening faster and fucking faster. Mm. Even in that one little teeny space, the tools are evolving quicker. And as a result of that, I guess, look, uh, yeah, I would say actually now, well, it's always just been the case, definitely, but pattern recognition is now more important than than ever. And like, yeah, actually yeah. wisdom seems to be coming, I could be wrong about this, but it seems that wisdom is becoming a little more obsolete. Well, wisdom you could you could say is the conclusion of what is essentially a a giant experiment conducted over a very large time frame. So if we take a certain behavior and there's a positive and negative outcome of that behavior, I, you're an alcoholic or you're not an alcoholic. What you're essentially doing is having a, a sample space over hundreds and hundreds of maybe even thousands of years where certain people are alcoholics. Okay, what's the result of that? So certain people are not alcoholics. Okay, what's the result of that? And then ultimately you come up with the hypothesis uh, through wisdom and through shared stories and 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 uh, ideas that have been passed down through the generations that, hey, it's good not to be an alcoholic. Mm. And now because our environment is changing so rapidly, we can't conduct those uh, multi-generational experiments because from one generation to the next, the conditions have changed so drastically that the experiment itself either needs to change or 
Um, there's no there's no common framework there to come up with a reasonable conclusion or a wise conclusion mm. because things are just so vastly different. Damn. So it's happening too fast. Society is happening too fast for wisdom to be accumulated. There's probably still some wisdom that would hold true. Uh, yes, but, but as you have observed, it it's shrinking. Yeah. So I don't think it's that we, we don't take into account the wisdom of the elderly. I just think we are changing so rapidly, it's hard to really understand whether or not the wisdom of our ancestors still applies. I'm sure some of it would still apply, but we have to be skeptical in that they lived in such vastly different environments. How are we to know that their wisdom would still apply to us? Although that could be a very unwise thing to say. Maybe, but I'm even thinking about the phrase, how to, uh, the book How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, self-help classic. Didn't help me in my career. And it was always just the same thing of just being like being like super socially and emotionally intelligent helps you in your career. But right, if you're doing a but, career online, yeah, it's not really yeah. that essential. And in fact, the opposite is true. Online, Trumpian figures do well. Every time I'm like really fucking harsh on someone online, it does well. It's the opposite. Yeah. So that wisdom hasn't updated. Effectively. Well, actually, the, look, environment okay, environments are different. If you're working in an office space, yes, you should be nice to people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. They've got to climb the ladder, right? Yeah, you could really fucking be a cunt and, like, bully people into just letting you go forward. Maybe. I don't know. It, just, it really <laughs> does change. Look, in banking, that probably works. It depends. You've got to toe that line there. We can be nice to certain people and... You could probably know who backstab to some to. to make your way up, but you're right with with online. You're not trying to influence your contemporaries. You're trying to influence a mass audience, and you're trying to grab their attention. And just being, if you're just nice online, fuck, no one's gonna. <laughs> you got to take more pickup artistry, wisdom when you're online. If you're just the nice, if you're the nice guy online, you're not gonna fucking get anywhere. No, you gotta fact, be the chat. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta create noise. You gotta be peacocking. Yeah, you're right. Could be acting your own flavor, but also, even something as simple as this. I just heard the other day. It's just like if if you say to your audience, subscribe. They are three times more likely to do it as opposed to just being like, please subscribe. Really? It says everything you need to know. Where did you hear that? Some guy called Penguin420 or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> These are the soothsayers. Huh? And he did look today. like a soothsayer. He was he had such a wizardry beard and hair. You have to, Damn. that guy's wise. Wow. A real I, I, overseer uh, of YouTube. Please subscribe. So, please, do I say please subscribe? I don't know. Thanks for watching this video. Click. I say click subscribe if you haven't already. And you know what else I've noticed? Uh, when it comes to like, uh, I, I feel bad needy. doing it and I don't. 
I, actually, I do do it a lot on, on Friendly Geordies, but like, you know, when you're asking people for like a Patreon shout out or something like that, you know what I've always seen works a lot better on me, at least, is just kind of your Alex Jones method, as opposed to the other thing that you see vast majority of creators doing, being like, thanks so much for my Patreon subscribers, it means so much to me, it's really nice and stuff like that. Like, it just comes off as forced and shit. But don't you think Alex Jones just sitting there and being like, I appreciate everybody that's fighting in the info war right now, but it's not enough. You're really going to have to lift your game here, guys. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm forced. I, I can't even afford the bills out of here, to be honest. Like, that works better. Don't you think just shaming your audience into being like, you're not helping me enough. <laughs> so what are you saying, Joy? You're saying you're lying about that. I'm saying we shouldn't ask that guy's question and say, no, give us more money. <laughs> and that's wisdom. Anyway, <laughs> what are we on in time? Lie to your audience is the wisdom. We've just hit the one hour mark. Well, that's all you get. Thank you again, though. Honestly, like, I know that it's probably better for us to not, but <laughs> I do. I am genuinely grateful that you did that. And it's a great question. You just completely contradicted everything yeah. you just said. Yeah, I know, because I, I can't. can't. I just feel bad. Now. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've said everything we need to say on wisdom. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I really think that, that, look, wisdom now is getting more, even if it's not diminishing, it's definitely getting more scattered. And so you need to be actually, for wisdom to even work, you need to be absorbing more of it. That's a real good conclusion for it, I think. And being more skeptical of of it. And we're probably leaning towards more of an environment where, well, just natural intelligence was always a huge factor in determining how you would perform in any given hierarchy, but now even more than ever, because as you said, pattern recognition is paramount because we can't necessarily rely on the wisdom of the past. So we have to be constantly analyzing and updating our behaviors and meeting the the optimal standard with the new technology and the new environments that are continually being forced upon us. Fuck, dude, just like the cyborgs and ghosts in the shell, that's what that's that's pretty much what it's about. It's just like human beings interacting with technology, but technology is making the imperativeness or the, the imperative to be intelligent much more urgent than it was in the past. Much more necessary. Well, not urgent, but like the, the smarter you are with the access to technology, the the better you are to be able to exploit because resources are just so much more instantaneous now. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, think about it, right? Like, I, I, I am, me and my small, teeny team are now at the point where we are really scaring the shit out of Fairfax and Rupert Murdoch, right? I didn't think that was possible even six months ago. And we have basically just Ubered their fucking model. <laughs> That's a good word. <laughs> you are the Uber to their taxi. Yeah. You know, that, that's that's what's happening in this day and age. And I can tell you now, it's just two years down the corner, some little upstart cunt is going to fuck me over. and that, that, They'll be the it, DD. But it just pisses me off that Rupert Murdoch got 50 years of that shit and I get like two. But that's that's yeah, the progression man, of technology. still be a way to... You can just buy out the new kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, well, some things never change. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well... We'll wrap that one up, but uh, Darren, thank you very much for your podcast suggestion. That was a good one. Yeah, thanks, Darren. I really like that one. Appreciate it, man. Um, subscribe. 
See that? No, please. <laughs> no. Do it. If you haven't already, subscribe. Share the podcast on whatever social media app that you use. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.